0: Praise God. Praise God. The Lord is always welcome, isn't he? Always welcome. Sometimes people don't have that kind of attitude, but we do in this house. Hallelujah. You have your Bibles this morning when we get together here. You guys hear me okay? All right. Uh I don't know, um, I don't usually, uh, some people will say people preach out of the Newsweek magazine, which is, current events is happening, so let's talk about this, um, and that's not what I'm doing today, even though it fits, we can make it happen, Amen. Uh, there's a lot of events and a lot of buildings that have been closed by this COVID-19 stuff. And I um, I guess some people have gone overboard and panicked. You know, I've never seen stuff like this before. Uh, music festivals, Broadway, all the cinema, all the movies, Boston Marathon, St. Patrick's Day Parade, the NBA season, The Masters, the golf, NHL, Major League Baseball, soccer, the March Madness, all because people fear. And um, I can understand that. But this is one place that you've come that's never going to close. Psalms 122 and 1. Here's our scripture today. I was glad when they said, "Let's read it together." I was glad when they said unto me, "Let us go into the house of the Lord." How many are glad they're here today? Ha! Lord bless you. you may be seated. If there's ever a place that has the answers to a lot of your situations, it's the house of God. Amen. If there's ever a place that can give us uh, peace of mind, it's the house of God. <laughs> if there's ever a place that you can just come in and, and experience the peace that passes all understanding, it's in the house and in the presence of God. I'm glad we gather together. I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad I'm here. Bible says where two or three are gathered, he's in our midst, Praise God. So tradition says about this psalm that it was written at the time when David and Bathsheba, when they got together and they had a child, the Lord said, the child's going to die. After David was all mourning and everything, and when it was all over with, David says, now I've got to go to the house of God and worship. I don't know how true that is to match to this scripture in Psalms 122 and 1, but there's something that comes over a child of God or somebody or a a soul that needs a, a, a hug from God when somebody invites them to the house of God. When your spirit says to your inside, says, we need to get to church. How many has ever had anybody tell them that? Or, or maybe said something like that in the time of a situation. Maybe it could be in a time of a situation like we have today. I don't know. I'm just telling you that this is the end times, and uh, it's just kind of crazy how things are always happening. But if there's one thing that will help is coming to the house of God. That, I just believe that in my soul. If there's one thing that can help is just the anointed presence of God and the Shekinah glory, of the Holy Ghost, filling this place, filling this altar. You've got a situation to get over. The best thing to do is get to the house of God. I guess that's my message today in a nutshell. <laughs> I want to come to church. When I was uh, 16, and some of you have heard this already, but I want to share it again with you, was one of the greatest days of my life. When I turned 16, I got a job, I got my license, I got a car, all in the same day. It was awesome. My job was to work at George's Driving Range in West Jefferson, Ohio. I had to drive, I don't know how many miles, in my 1959 Nash Metropolitan. If you don't know what that is, it's kind of like an MG little thing. Um, <clears throat> if you ever go to these stores in the mall that's called the garage, it's a clothing store, they have one of those as a display. It's probably got no engine in it or nothing, but that's what my car used to do. It looked like you could put a big key in the side of it and crank it up, and it would run, you know. comes with a little mouse in it. <laughs> so um <clears throat> was not a uh, beknownst to me that um, at a time when George's driving range, had a machine that you drove around in the tractor and it automatically scooped up the golf balls. Well, that broke, so they had to order a new one. The new one hadn't arrived yet, so the call went out to all of the guys that were paid a dollar and a quarter an hour. <sighs> yep, those were the days. Dollar and a quarter hour, pick up golf balls by hand. Had a basket and a long uh, driver, uh, shaft with a basket on the end, and we went down and scooped up golf balls early in the morning before he opened. Before he opened the doors, we had to have them all picked up, all washed, all basketed up and ready for people to walk in. So this Sunday morning, I had to work, and I didn't really like to, and something came over me when I was out there picking up these stupid golf balls. I don't really need to be here. I need to be in the house of God. And I just started crying. I don't know why. I just broke down out in this field. I dropped my stuff. I told the guys I'll, I'll see you later. And I ran to my car, my 59 Nash, and I ran, drove home and I ran upstairs, got showered, got dressed and I made it to Sunday school with 30 minutes to spare. All because there was a desire to be in the house of There wasn't a special thing going on. There wasn't a special event. There wasn't anything that you you passed out. It wasn't Friends Day. It wasn't Invite Somebody's Day. It wasn't Easter. It wasn't anything special. All there was is just here's the day that we set aside to go to the house of God and worship. Got to be there. Just got to be there. So uh, if you do have a situation, the best thing to do is to get into the house of God. Because we're family, right? And we have a wonderful situation (coughs) with the Lord. Um, The word house in the Hebrew is called bayith, B A Y I T H. The Greek word is oikia, which means a dwelling, a habitation, a shelter, an abode, a place, a home, a household, a temple. And a family. The house of the Lord. The word house is used figuratively in the scriptures, and it denotes that there's a sense of a family. Remember when David said, I want to show somebody favor from the household of Jonathan? And they went out and they found Mephibosheth. They brought him back. It was a family. It was a household. We're the household of the Lord. We are. We're that kind of a family. Exodus 20 and 2 says this, I am the Lord thy God, which hath brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. How many was in a house of bondage before you came into this house? How many was out into the world and you just couldn't get away from things? You were still shackled to the devil. You were rowing his boat. You were doing things that he wanted you to do. We thought we were pleasing ourselves, which we were, but you know what? We were under bondage. And then somebody invited you and said, let's go to the house of the Lord. There was a revival in the land. There was a a contest going on. Somebody knocked on your door. Somebody gave you a phone call and invited you to church. And you came there, and since the Lord filled you with the Holy Ghost, got baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, you became part of the family of God. Now you're not in that old house of bondage anymore I'm in a house of worship when we got saved we changed masters we don't roll and do the devil stuff we want to do the things that God wants us to do amen it's up to us to do what the master wants us to do. Because why? Look what he did for us. And it doesn't really matter what the cost is. You do the best that you can for what the Lord wants you to do. The problem sometimes is we're not that relationship bound with him. And we run it through our filter and say, well, I don't really think that that should mean you know, this and this. And I really think it should be. We still got to do what God wants us to do. Why? Because we're not under bondage anymore. He set us free. Oh, He set me free. We not only change masters, we change families. The family, the group of people you ran with, they're not interested in you anymore. They're not interested in church, and we shouldn't be interested in what they want anymore. We cut all of them off. They're not our family anymore. This is the family of God. This is where I have my brothers and my sisters and my parents and everybody else involved. If you don't have a family out there, you've got a family in here. Because why? This is the house of God. I'm so glad, they said. Come on, let's come to church. I can't wait for service to start. I can't wait for the singing to happen. Why? It's a worship that says, Lord, I'm here to give you praise and give you thanks. Ah. We even change kingdoms. We operate in his kingdom now. We see things that he wants us to see. We don't look the way that the old one looked at. We don't see the world like our old eyes did, under bondage. So the stronger that the Christian is, the stronger the Christian becomes, the stronger is their sense of connection to the house of God. It just happens that way. Even to the physical place where God's family meets in this building on plantation the stronger your relationship is with God the more you want to be in his house is that is that a good statement or is that that's a true statement I've got to be in church. I've got to come into your presence. I've got to come to the altar. I've got to come down here when we start singing. I've got to step out of my chair and get loose and get free in the spirit of God. Why? It's because he called me out of darkness into this marvelous light. He took away all of my sins, and he set me right here. This is why I love the house of God. Second Chronicles chapter 5 verses 13 and 14 It came even to pass as the trumpeters and the singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. How many want to get in when we worship? It's one sound going up to heaven. It's one sound that he hears from Fort Myers. It's one sound that comes off a plantation. There's a lot of churches down here, but there's only one sound that goes up and catches his ear. It's the ones that have been set free. It's the ones that had shackles on their lives all taken over. That's what he wants to hear, that one sound. When they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and the cymbals and the instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. And then the house, the Bible says, was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord, so that the priest could not even stand to minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord has filled the house. I love to have the glory of the Lord fill this place. I love the times when we get together and we just don't know what to do, Brother Bruce. You could just turn this place loose and the worship can just rattle all over the place. Isn't that a great feeling when the anointing of the Lord comes down and we don't need to play music. We don't need to, and it's just a holy hush that settles over here and we just don't know what to do. We melt down in the presence of God. He drops us to our knees and we begin to weep and praise him. The glory to fill this place. 2 Chronicles, again, chapter 7 this time. We're familiar with this scripture in the middle. We're going to read verse 12 through 15. And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night, said unto him, I have heard thy prayer, have chosen this place. This is why, Brother Bruce, years ago, when you guys prayed, for years for God to give you property. He helped you choose this place. It's not just a piece of land. It's not just a metal building. It's a house of God. It's the connection. It's the clip that helped that, that heaven comes down and clips to the earth. And then everything happens through that. It can happen, it does happen every time we have a service, but it can be at your place too. You have a connection. As long as you connect with God and you're on the ground, it's going to be a wonderful place. (coughs) I've chosen this place for myself for a house of sacrifice. If I shut up heaven that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if i send pestilence among my people if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face if there's one thing this nation can do is that right there <clears throat> seek my face turn from their wicked ways then will I hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Now mine eyes shall be open, and my ears attend unto the prayer that is made in this place. And I have chosen and sanctified this house, that my name may be there forever. And my eyes and my heart shall be there prepared. I'm glad I can come into this house and raise my hands and worship God. We should be at a place in our own lives personally that we connect with God personally in here. Even though we come as a corporate body, you continue what you do at your home. You just pick right back up in prayer and it happens right here. Psalms 5 and 7. But as for me, I will come into thy house in the multitude of thy mercy, and in thy fear will I worship towards thy holy temple. How many are glad for the multitudes of the mercy of God? He gave you mercy one time, and it's just not once. You don't get the touch of God on your life just one time. You don't get the Holy Ghost just one time. You do not. Every day, if you want God, you can have God. Every day, if you need mercy, it's there because His mercy endures forever. It's a continuing thing. It's not just one fiction. I'm ready. It's not just one stamp on your life and you're ready for heaven. It's always happening, always growing, always filling up. Why? That's how God made us. That's why it's important that we gather together into his house. It's that connecting thing that this family has together. We all have separate things. We all have separate problems. But in here, (laughs) in here we're all under his wing. In here, we're all under his watchful eye, all at the same place. That's why you have not seen the best revival yet. You have not seen the best service yet. It's going to come into this house. This is his house. This is his house of prayer and worship. I want to be a participant, don't you? I've got to get to your house, Lord. I've got to get to your house, Lord. Uh. so glad they said, come on, Rods. I'm so glad that I made a choice. I really didn't know what I was choosing. But I threw down that golf stuff. And I walked out and I said, I'll see you guys later. I got to get to church. And my eyes filled up with water. I started crying like I'd never cried before. They thought something really was strange about me. It wasn't strange. It's just I needed to get to church. It didn't matter what was going on. I had to sit there. didn't matter what the, the theme about the class discussion was. I had no idea what was going on. All I did is sit in that chair and weep. Because I had to get to the house of God. Psalms 26 and 3. Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house and the place where thine honor dwelleth. The place where his honor dwells in here. Psalms 26, or excuse me, 27, verses 4 through 6. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, to inquire in his temple. You know, there's nothing more beautiful than seeing a life changed at an altar. Jesus said, I've come that they might have church. It's not what it says. He said that I've come that they might have life and more abundantly. There's nothing more... I don't know, experiencing you in your life than watching somebody get the Holy Ghost. Watching God change people. Watching a life change through the years and through the weeks or months or whatever it is. Because God's the only one that can do that. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. If you're running from some place, come here. God will hide you. God will pick you up. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock, and now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies. Where can you go to feel better about yourself? The world does nothing but just push you down and beat you up. There's nothing to that, but you can come into here and God can pick your head up. God can raise you up. God can straighten your backbone up. God can say, Roger, you're you're something special for me. Yeah. Now shall my head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore. Therefore means that's why. Here's what's coming. That's why will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. This is why you come to church to offer up thanksgiving, to say, Lord, I thank you for what you did ten years ago. I thank you for what you did. And, you know, I'm praising you for what you're going to do for me, but I'm just here to give you thanks again. Why? Because all the the life that I was before was just horrible. And he stretched and took care of me. (coughs) Therefore, I'll offer up in his tabernacle sacrifices. Psalms 92 and 13, one scripture says this, Those that be planted, let's say planted, in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. I want to be planted in here. I want the Lord to... God's put you in this place, but you have got to do the thing that's called desire. You've got to have a crazy desire for God, and then your roots begin to get way down deep. We, we taught a few weeks ago about the Psalms 1, where you're, you're like a tree planted by the rivers of living water. And, and these roots in your life, and it, it, it goes way down deep in, this, in, in the presence of God, and He's the one that makes you flourish. It's not the talent that you've got. It is in a sense, but he's given you this talent. But it's the blessings that come along with it because you have a desire to make it to the house of God. You have a desire to get into the presence of God. You don't want to just sit and do nothing. There's something that's special that goes on when you decide to get out and lift up your hands and do something that you've never done before. How strange is that, that I came to church and I just lost myself? (laughs) How amiable <clears throat> are thy tabernacles. Psalms 84. We're going to read all 12 verses down to 12 verses in this scripture, but there are many songs about this verse, these scriptures here. How lovely is thy dwelling place, o mighty God. There's a hunger deep inside my soul. Ah, What a gift that people have that God's given them that they can take scriptures and make a beautiful song out of it. It's the anointed word of God. Psalms 84, 1 through 12. Am I all right with this? You guys okay with this? Verse one, how amiable are thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts. My soul longeth Yea, even fainteth for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh crieth out for the living God. Is there ever a time that we need to do that? Is today. Amen. Yea, the sparrow hath found a house, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young, even thine altars. What does that mean? That means these little birds are so smart, They don't want to make their nest in publics. They want to make their nest in the house of God, outside the doors of the tabernacle is where they want to make their nest, smart bird. O Lord of hosts, even thine altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God, blessed are they that dwell in thy house. They shall be still praising thee, Selah. Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee in whose heart are the ways of them, who passing through the valley of Baca make it a well. The rain also filleth the pools. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion appeareth before God. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob, Selah. Behold, O God, our shield, and look upon the face of thine anointed, I like this one, for a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. I'm so glad I'm in the church. is one day in your courts. Better is one day in your house. Let me know that song. It's where that came from. A thousand days. I'd rather just be one day in the courts of God. Do you know a thousand is almost over three years? Close to three years? A thousand days. Just give me one day in God's house. You can have a thousand out there. You can do a lot in three years. I just want one day. Verse 11, for the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk up lightly. O Lord Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusteth in thee. What made the original tabernacle in the wilderness so beautiful was not what it looked like on the outside because it was kind of ugly. But it was what's on the inside that made it so valuable. Just like we are, and we are the temple of God. This psalm is the song of someone who just merely attends church, but it's of someone whose heart cries out for the fellowship of God. That's the difference. I don't want to just come and just sit. I've got to exercise my love for him. I've I've got to to get even closer, than as close as I can, because of the desire that's on this heart, and that's what this psalm is about. Verse 3, he says, Even enemies, uh, even... He envies the small birds. This person that wrote this psalm looks at the birds and he's envious of the birds because they get to build their nest outside the temple. The blessings of worship belongs not to the half-hearted worshipers, but to those who throw all, let's say all, all of their energies, all of their mind, all of their heart, all of their soul into worshiping God. Those are the happiest people. Those are the ones that don't walk in fear. They walk in the goodness and the light of God. Why? It's because they welcome the worship that comes to him. Words can be counterfeited. So can actions. But your desires is something that's different. That's all of you when you have your desire. You've got everything. When you've got a desire for God, he's got all of you. That's why sometimes people just say, oh, well, I don't think so. I've I, I got other things to do. I don't really want to go to the temple. I can't live without it. Verse 6 talks about baka, which means to weep. It represents a spiritual drought or no water from below. But there is an abundant supply from above. Can you say amen? The blessings from God also fill the pools that the travelers go through the valley. And they have a refreshing water stored up as a blessing to God's people. It's not only that when you travel and, and you go around and, and you live your life, and so you go day by day. It's the refreshing blessings of the Lord that you get when you come to the house of God. It's different when you miss a, a service and when you miss something that you go through a week and it's dry and it's horrible and it's even you know, weary. I can't, uh, it, it it's, it's, uh, gets in such a, an attitude. It's easy to fall into an attitude of the world, Amen. You know what I'm talking about. But when you get the chance to come back and get another drink of God, when you get a chance to come back to the water of the wells of Bethlehem, there's something about the refreshing presence of God. It's just a good thing to do, it's a good feeling over your soul. Ah. Ah. So, because of the worship of God's people, other people can get splashed on and take. Take a drink of God. Do you understand that because you come to church, God affects you because you have a desire for God. But you go out here and that you affect other people. Especially now, those that walk in fear and are trembling and don't know what to do. All they can do is buy toilet paper. I never understood. I still don't get it. I thank the Lord I got toilet paper in my house. (laughs) Maybe somebody smarter than I can figure out what the run on toilet paper is about. I don't know. I, I just don't know. Instead of being fatigued, these travelers get more excited and get as they get closer to Jerusalem and to the temple. That's what the twins had said today when we are coming down here. We're almost a church. Girls said that. They turned plantation. We're almost a church. Go around the, the uh, roundabout there. We're almost a church. That's a joyful feeling, especially if you're weary. I'm almost to church. It's almost time for service. It's almost time for that altar call. It's almost time for song service that I can get out and worship God. Ha. So they go from strength to strength, the Bible says. For a day in their courts is better than a thousand. Here's my, my touchy part of this. Is I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house than dwell in the tents of wickedness. In Bible times, the Romans especially had slaves that were doorkeepers. Oh, okay. Well, here's the whole idea about a doorkeeper in somebody's house. You ever seen this guy named Mr. Cleans on a bottle of cleanser? Got this huge ring in his ear. And some people that, you know, have to get those and put, I don't know why. But back in history, when you were a doorkeeper at so-and-so's place, palace, whatever it was, there was a reason why that ring went through that ear. Because they were fastened to the porch. There was a chain, went all the way down, and they were nailed to the doorposts. Like a dog on a chain, on a a running chain. That's all you could get. You could travel that 25 or 30 feet, whatever the chain went. But you live on my porch. And all you do is keep my door. You don't let bad people in and you let the good people that I want in. You open the door for them. This psalmist said, I would much rather be a doorkeeper like that. So you're fastened to the church. You're fastened to what God wants. You're fastened. You're, 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 you're hooked up to God. You're, you're chained to the house of God. There's something that, that continues to uh, uh, be wrapped around your heart and your feelings and your desires. I want to be chained to the doorpost of the church. I don't want to go to any other place. My home is right here. My doorpost is right there. My porch that I've got, I've got there. It's also a sign of humility. Because those that are out on the porch, they don't get to come inside. This is another reason why, when we open the doors and when we have church, I don't want to stay into the back. I don't want to just get a glimpse of Jesus. I want to get all I can get. And when I get all I can get, I got to come inside i got to come inside and see the inside of the church. I've got to come inside and get filled with the Holy Ghost. i got to have God touch me inside. I don't want to just look outside. I don't want to get just a wink at our glimpse of saying, oh, I wonder what's going on in there. I've got to be in there. Why? Because my desire is to get something for God because I need something. writer of the Psalms preferred bonds of duty far above the great liberty that's outside in the world. I'd rather be chained up to God than to be free and run through the tents of the wicked. Have all their stuff for one day. It doesn't always go the way we want it to go. The service doesn't always happen the way we think it should happen. But you're in the presence of God. That's what's so exciting. It's God's in control, amen? It's the heart of the worshiper that you read here in Psalms 84. You've got to have a big heart if you're going to be a worshiper. How in the world can anybody be a little worshiper for all the things that God's given you? All the things God's done for you. You just want to have a little worshiper? (laughs) Really? I'm excited about what God's done. My heart's huge. It's oversized when I get to the house of God. Deuteronomy 23 lists individuals who were prohibited from entering into the tabernacle of the congregation those that had infirmities, those that had physical limitations. Those that were not whole, those that were damaged goods, that would be me. You are all damaged. We're all hurt. We're all messed up. We're all where we shouldn't have been. And you know what? If we were in charge, we wouldn't have accepted any of us. The Bible says he's rich in mercy. This is why your heart's got to be huge for worship. This is why nothing can keep you from coming through into the inside. I don't want to stay out there. I want to come into the inner part of the courts of God. That's why David said, I was glad when they said, let us go to the house of God. Stand with me. So we also understand what we've actually come to. And we have to be humble enough to accept whatever and however I fit into God's house that I am in His presence and that I want to be a true worshiper of Him. How many are with me today on that? I know there's a lot of stuff going on outside. I know the world's falling. We don't know what to do. But one thing I do know what to do is get to church. One thing I do know is when I get to church, my heart's going to be open to worship. Doesn't matter the song, doesn't matter what. You know what? It's me and you, Lord, because I got a situation that I need some help with. That's why I'm glad I'm here today.